Welcome to the Douglas Update on Integrative Medicine. I'm Dr. William Campbell Douglas. This is episode 15. We're continuing this series of updates about finding common ground during these crazy COVID crisis times. And maybe, just maybe, a Dr. Seussian poem might help. The poem is titled, Morton Sues the Who, written by Jenna McCarthy. It is narrated by the medical maverick Dr. Pierre Corey, who, with Dr. Paul Merrick, co-founded the Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance. TDU listeners will know the FLCCC as one of the premier health freedom organizations of the COVID-19 era. Jenna McCarthy has presented twice for TED Talks, and her writings have been published in over 60 magazines and in several anthologies, including the Chicken Soup series. Jenna is also a screenwriter and a podcaster, and the author of over 20 books for adults and kids. And Jenna is now officially part of the team at the FLCCC. You can follow her on Substack and on her website at jennamccarthy.com. Armand Morton gets jabbed with the novel COVID-19 Vaccines. Which, as TDU listeners know, they're shots of genetic stuff called messenger RNA. So they're not really vaccines. Instead, they program every cell in our body to create the toxic spike protein of the COVID-19 virus. These are wacky times for the practice of medicine, for sure. And Dr. Corey says, with Morton Sue's The Who, Jenna McCarthy absolutely nails the psycho and sociopathology of it all. Plus, as an aside, If you're following the insane efforts by the globalist elites to establish the World Health Organization pandemic treaty with the United States, with the international health regulations, the IHRs, we think you'll agree that the timing of Morton sues the WHO couldn't be better. Is it the end of medicine as we know it? By God's grace, justice will prevail over the tyrannical mandates and the fraud, corruption, and cover-ups. And where can we go to find the evidence of the thousands of people injured by the shots? Just go to openvares.com and realnotrare.com. The reports continue to grow. The 15th of March seemed a nondescript day, although something was festering far, far away. It may or may not have escaped from a lab, but make no mistake, it would end in a jab. Morton was working a job he could stand. That's odd, he said plainly. My throat feels like sand. It was prickly and tickly and surely quite mild. It is the cold season, Morton said. Then he smiled. Then he went back to doing the things you could do before things were decided for you by the who. But he made a mistake, and a grave one at that. He turned on the telly. There was talk of a bat. Lots of them, dead ones, for sale on the street. They're teeming with germs, POTUS said in a tweet. 
Oh dear, muttered Morton, clutching his neck. All of a sudden, he was feeling a wreck. The tellyman said he should not go outside. He should not go to Target or get his hairs dyed. Twould be good if he could shun the whole human race, and he absolutely start covering his face. He listened intently, did as he was told, because Morton very much wanted to grow old. That bat bug was nasty. The whole world could see it was hell-bent on wiping out humanity. So Morton messed up and he canceled his plans and he got extra obsessive about washing his hands. The tellyman told him that good things were coming. Around the whole world you could hear a faint humming. It rumbled and rattled then turned to a roar. Why hadn't somebody done this before? They'd made a vaccine. He could get it for free. Now he would be protected from sure misery. What's more, with a shot, he could unwrap his face. He could see other people. He could go any place. He could have Christmas dinner with Bob and his wife and visit with Grams without risking her life. So he covered his mug and he rolled up his sleeve for himself and his dog and his fat old Annie. Getting a jab is the right thing to do, he'd shout at his neighbors, his face turning blue. When Morton heard folks were refusing the shot, he basically told them he hoped they would rot. You're mean and you're selfish and dumb as a stump. And I know for a fact that you voted for Trump. One day, the tellyman had some bad news. One shot is as good as a badly burnt fuse. Without two, you're risky, a threat to mankind. We'll give you a donut or two for your time. The orders came down from a doctor named Ouchie. If anyone scorned his demands, he'd get grouchy. Again, Morton did what he needed to do, and his arm turned a perfectly purplish hue. I got it, you guys. I got number two. He boasted on Facebook, and you all should too. The next day, a freakishly weird thing occurred. All Morton's words began coming out slurred. His face was half frozen, half all falling down. His lips seemed to be stuck in a misshapen frown. I certainly wonder what could be the cause, he mused as he noticed the rash on his paws. In his head, it was splitting, a deafening pain. He felt quite as if he'd been hit by a train. But Morton had no time to dwell on his ills. Tellyman's words had him covered in chills. Two shots, don't you know, are as useless as one. You must get a third. Do not walk, soldiers. Run. Some people were saying the shots might be bad, might even be causing the symptoms he had. Nonsense like that really made Morton crabby. There was nothing but magic inside of that jabby. He was positive, sure of it, down to his bones. There was nothing in there messing with his hormones. Sure, young kids were suddenly dropping from strokes, but safe and effective. You can trust science, folks. What else could he do? There was no other answer. 
So what if it tripled his chances of cancer? Morton was part of the poke and proud crowd. Changing your mind simply wasn't allowed. Somewhere around jab four or jab six, the telly man dropped a new shit ton of bricks. Whether 16 times poked or not prodded at all, you still need a mask to buy crap at the mall. And maybe this holiday, folks shouldn't gather. If you do, you could die. Is that what you'd rather? For a second year running, Morton holidayed alone. He wished Merry Christmas to his family by phone. He woke up one morning, not feeling too well, and realized he'd lost all his taste and his smell. He'd gotten the virus, the deadly disease. He crawled into bed with a feverish wheeze. From there, Morton fell into a pit of despair. I did all the things this just isn't fair. They told me those jabs would keep everyone well. And you, Dr. Ouchie, go straight to hell. It's true that poor Morton was falling apart. The slurring had turned to some pains in his heart. It's just inflammation, no biggie, Doc said. Now roll up your sleeve and lay down on this bed. It's booster day, son. It won't cost you a dime. It's painless and safe. You'll be done in no time. You know what, cried Morton, his voice fiery mad. I'm sick of this bullshit. The whole world's gone mad. These vaccines of yours, they simply don't work. I know, because I took them. I feel like a jerk. You bribed and you lied. It was all a big scam. You've raked in your billions. You don't give a damn. People are dying and getting quite sick from your unconstitutionally mandated prick. I'm not taking another. You hear me? Not one. You couldn't convince me if you pointed a gun at the tip of my temple and threatened to shoot it. You're corrupt to the core and you cannot refute it. Some folks down the street couldn't miss Morton's shouting. And most of them, frankly, had already been doubting. The lies that the Tilly and Ouchie had told about a virus that for most was as mild as a cold. They rushed to high-five their courageous new leader, each promising to be Morton's loudest cheerleader. They made signs in t-shirts. I call my own shots, my body, my choice. They're not just blood clots. Morton was happy, but still suffering a lot of the horrible side effects caused by that shot. He heard of a lawyer who was suing the who, and he whipped off a two-worded letter, me too. Not safe, not effective, the court finally said. Quite frankly, you're lucky that you aren't dead. Morton went home with a big pile of cash and waited for the rest of the narrative to crash. It didn't take long. That thing was quite frail. Best of all, Ouchie was going to jail. As the world bid adieu to the king of the liars, People danced in the streets and burned masks in great fires. The pandemic was over. They could live without fear. They could go to a bar. They could order a beer. They could do all the things that free people can do when no longer being controlled by the who. We hope Morton, through his truth-telling poem, will reach the ears of the misinformed masses who prefer to maintain the illusion that the gross suppression of early COVID treatments 
and the criminal dictums that we all be forced jabbed with messenger RNA are somehow the philanthropic measures of a benevolent global public health care system called the World Health Organization. Democrats and Republicans, to listen to Morton, to break the partisan barrier. Yeah, Morton's plight could serve as that common ground for our collective imaginations. To start important conversations about the corrupted public-private partnerships, the fascism as we're calling it, People are beginning to see that the World Health Organization is playing a deceptive role as an international health advisory body, but it's really a global regime just acting in the name of health. I mean, give me a break. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and the Chinese Communist Party are the top financial donors to the WHO. You think this is the spirit of pure philanthropy? But who really wants to believe this about the who? I sure don't. And the so-called trust framework around their plan for global vaccine passports. Yeah, it's called the Vaccination Credential Initiative. And what the fancy jargon really means is no secret. It's the global digital ID with your personal credentials that will be tracked to enslave you. And what are you going to say when that monster is mandated? forcing us to comply with their tyrannical health measures and directives? We should be alarmed, right? Are we supposed to simply believe that the WHO has legitimate respect for our human rights, our freedoms? Where's the World Health Organization mentioned in the US Constitution? Our private health data, our healthcare decisions, our health freedoms are none of their business. Instead, they continue to fool us into believing they're all about equity, ending global health disparities and inclusivity. Inclusivity in the World Health Organization is more like it. Respect for freedom and human rights? Bull crap. Let's call it like it is. It's the system of domination and oppression by the elite global ruling class. We each need to do our own research and decide for ourselves, don't we? Humanity is in grave danger here. Let's not allow them to get away with it. In the show notes and in the newsletter, we'll have links to the Exit the Who petition. Hope you'll sign it. it. Takes less than a minute to complete. Anyway, thanks for listening. And until next time, let's fight against the Who on behalf of health freedom. How's that for common ground? Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Thanks, Jenna. Thanks, Dr. Coey. The content of the Douglas Update does not reflect the opinions of our promotional sponsors, advertising agencies, parent company, affiliates, or subsidiaries. None of the contents of TDU podcasts constitute medical or professional advice. And no person listening should act or refrain from acting on the basis of the content of this podcast without first seeking appropriate professional advice from a qualified healthcare professional.